welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Christmas. It's the time of Advent, anticipation, expectation, waiting. I hope that you are embracing Advent in some way this year. We have recommended so many things that I can't keep track of all of them, but for 30 plus years, we have been recommending to you an Advent candle that we make available on our website to burn down a little bit of that candle every day. And at the end of the candle, there's a small crash. We provide a reading so that you can read a verse. I recommend that you put the candle and a Bible and your reading guide someplace in the center of your life, whether that's at the table, we hope it is. If not, it's in front of the TV, wherever it is that kids will say, hey, we've got to do this, and we light it and we blow it out. And we've been doing this for ourselves for 30 plus years. And for a while, we had quite a long list of families that we gave this $10 candle to as our Christmas gift that we would send it. And I have a file full of the most precious stories, cards, letters, photographs, people who who told us stories about they saw the white box and they knew what it was and they jumped up and down because we use the same white tie box every year. Not the same box, but the same size box. It was great fun. It was a great season, a great passage. And I, it's been great fun for me because a number of young women who live in my community, in my community, the Donna Otto community, have picked up that tradition and are now sending candles to their friends and families. Well, one of my special friends, who is the daughter of a covenant friend of mine, her name is Catherine Magnuson, and she lives in the East Coast. One of her children sent me a poem about the candle. It's just a few lines, but indulge me. Right before Christmas every single year, a package comes with holiday cheer. Though small to the eye, it touches your heart. It counts days till Christmas from the very start. As the children, we gather to see what's in store. Thanks for Donna Otto we pray to the Lord. But you still don't know what it is that I speak of. I will tell you this, it's not sure, but it does bring love. If you really want to know, I'll give you a clue. Every night we let it flicker. Yes, that's what we do. Each night the sparkling, flickering light bring lots of good warmth, love, and delight. All the kids take turns lighting our gift. Since Broder's so small, we give him a lift. If you still don't know, then look at your mantle. You'll finally find out it's our Christmas Advent cantle. <laughs> he didn't say that. I did. But it doesn't stop there. There are more years to see. We'll always have the candle, which brings us much glee. Hawken is a grown adult now, and Broder is in college. That's how long ago they sent this sweet, dear little poem. I love the effect of Christmas on us, especially if we do something repetitively. Don't be concerned. We already did that once. I'm going to have to pull out a lesson that I taught about building memories and why we build memories and how the scripture tells us that we are write it down in the book and how all through the old covenant, we see God reminding the children of Israel. Why? Because they forgot 
and they forgot and they forgot and he would send a reminder and he would tell them to build an Ebenezer and he would say, let me remind you of what you already knew. And Peter says the same words to us in the new covenant. We are dumb sheep who forget things. Don't, don't say, oh, we did that last year. We did a new thing. Find a few things that you did last year and the year before and the year before and the year before. You know, my husband and I are in an interesting time in our lives because our only child is 48 years old and has her own family and they have their own traditions. And some of the traditions that we built were around her and children and they're not our traditions anymore. But some of the traditions that we built in our family maintain, and we love looking forward to doing them. Just the two of us are doing them. Or maybe we gather some friends to do them with us who are like us, just the two of us. So I encourage you to build this into the framework of your life as young families with small children lighting a candle. I've heard the story over and over. They don't even remember what the candle was about, but they say to their moms, are we going to do that candle lighting thing again? So maybe this is the year for you to continue to embrace. If you're midway through your single Advent candle, don't quit now, moms. If you've done the whole Advent candle with the pink and the purple, and we've given you ideas on how to do that on former broadcasts. If you're doing activities and you're in the middle of that and you're thinking, can't do any more, maybe this is the time to be encouraged. You can do a little more and finish out the year so that it'll be a memory built well within them. One of the things we encourage you to do is keep your Bible out and around. Uh, women often say to me, I don't know about my house. Sometimes I wonder if my house looks like it's a place where Christ lives. And we've said this for years. Uh, put something on the wreath at your front door, a little wooden manger, something, a cross, something somewhere. Put something in your house that when people walk into your house, they don't just see reindeer and sleighs and Christmas trees and jolly old St. Nick, all of those things are perfectly acceptable. But is there something that's a hallmark? For a long time, I had too many of those hallmarks. There wasn't enough of a levity, I think. And, and, but I still have some things that are out that remind us. And one of the simplest things you could do, you don't have to buy anything. Just get out your Bible, especially if you have an old King James Bible, and open it up to the book of Luke and get a piece of grain ribbon, you know, a wide one and a half inch piece and cut it so it's cutely edged at the end and lay that red ribbon across Luke 2. If you're blessed to have a pretty tray, put it on the tray, put a candle next to it, put your Advent candle next to it, put a decoration next to it and make that a center place. Make it a worship place, so to speak. Set it apart from everything else. Maybe you have one of those really old, big, thick family Bibles use it and open it. Maybe it's your grandparents' Bible. Maybe it's a Bible you've inherited. Maybe it's a Bible you don't read, but it's okay because you want to remind yourself of daily reading. So I want to read to you um, something by Author Unknown. You know who that is. Lots of Author Unknowns. This is the first Corinthians 13th chapter, a Christmas version. Please do not think that I am discrediting the original version, but it's a lovely thing to concentrate on the concepts of 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, in Christmas time. 
If I decorate my house perfectly with plaid bows, strands of twinkling lights, and shining balls, but do not show love to my family, I'm just another decorator. If I slave away in the kitchen, baking dozens of Christmas cookies, preparing gourmet meals, and arranging a beautifully adorned table at mealtime, but do not show love to my family, I'm just another cook. If I work at the soup kitchen, carol in the nursing home, and get all I have to charity, but do not show love to my family, it profits me nothing. If I trim the spruce with shimmering angels and crystal snowflakes, attend a myriad of holiday parties, and sing in the choir's cantata, but do not focus on Christ, I have missed the point. Love stops the cooking to hug the child or kiss the husband. Love sets aside the decorating to call the parent, brother, or sister. Love is kind, though harried and tired. Love doesn't envy another's home that has coordinated Christmas china and table linens. Love doesn't yell at the kids or their family to get out of the way, but is thankful that they are there and in the way. Love doesn't give only to those who are able to give in return, but rejoices in giving to those who can't. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Video games will break. Pearl necklaces will be lost. Golf clubs will rust. But giving the gift of love will endure. Merry Christmas. I pray that that reading will be an encouragement to you and you'll be able to find that as a resource. Maybe it's something you'll read to your family or read at Christmas dinner to remind all of us of what this season of Christmas is about. And now, one for you moms. I don't know how many of these I have in my lovely file of readings and collections. Thank you to all of you who have sent them to me through the years. I love getting them. I still love getting them. It's amazing how they've modified it. I love watching the YouTubes. They are hysterical that describe this sort of towards the night before Christmas concept and the harried wife, mother, woman, homemaker trying to get it all done before Christmas. Another author unknown. Twas the night before Christmas, and I do love the rhythm of this, um, which was a poem turned into a book. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the abode, only one creature was stirring, and she was cleaning the commode. The children were finally sleeping, all snug in their beds, while visions of Nintendo and Barbie flipped through their heads. The dad was snoring in front of TV, with a half-constructed bicycle on his knee. So only the mom heard the reindeer hooves clatter, which made her sigh. Now what's the matter? With the toilet brush still clutched in her hand, she descended the stairs and saw the old man. He was covered with ashes and soot, which fell with a shrug. Oh, great, muttered the mom. Now I have to clean the rug. Ho, 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 cried Santa. I'm glad you're awake. Your gift was especially difficult to make. Thanks, Santa, but all I want is some time alone. Exactly, he chuckled. I've made you a clone. A clone? she asked. What good is that? Run along, Santa. I've no time for your chit-chat. 
the mother's twin, same hair, same eyes, same double chin. She'll cook, she'll dust, she'll mop every mess. You relax, take it easy, watch the young and the restless. Fantastic, the mom cheered. My dream come true. I'll shop, I'll read, I'll sleep the whole night through. From the room above, the youngest began to fret. Mommy, I'm scared and I think I'm wet. The clone replied, I'm coming, sweetheart. Hey, the mom smiled. She knows the part. The clone changed the small one and hummed a tune as she bunned the child in a blanket cocoon. You're the best, mommy. I really love you. The clone smiled inside and said, I love you too. The mom frowned and said, Sorry, Santa, no deal. That's my child's love she's trying to steal. Smiling wisely, Santa said, To me it is clear. Only one loving mom is needed here. The mom kissed her child and tucked her in bed. Thank you, Santa, for clearing my head. I sometimes forget it won't be very long when they'll all be too old for my cradling song. The clock on the mantel began to chime. Santa whispered to the clone, It works every time. With the clone by his side, Santa said, Good night. Merry Christmas, Mom. You'll be all right. I hope that encourages you. Your job is so important. We here at Modern Homemakers have spent 30 years or more trying to remind women, especially young women who are navigating the early years of becoming a wife and a mother and a homemaker, trying to maintain their own dignity as to who they are as a woman, their own dreams and desires. And I'm always talking about stuff your files, girls. You won't believe how fast those children grow up and go away. They do. I promise you they do. And uh, this time will never come again. And there'll be times when, uh, what's that poem uh, in my book? Uh, there's a wonderful poem that someone wrote in the book I wrote called Loving Life as an At-Home Mom. It talks about all the things that change. And, you know, you've got a perfect cake suddenly with no fingerprints in it. And you're just wishing for some kid to come along and swipe his finger through it. It happens so fast. So this is a season where it can look like a blur. So many activities, three times a day or more, there's something to do, some place to go. Lots of decisions to be made, packages to be bought and wrapped. We hope our organizational hints have helped you. There's a marvelous syllabus on the website, which includes a budget and all sorts of things to help you get it organized. Never too late to look at it and see what's left that you can organize between now and the end of the year. But I pray that these readings today have encouraged you to pause long enough to remember, as my dear mother-in-law said, Christmas will come again. On her 75th birthday, she said, I've been doing this for 75 years. And sometimes Christmas is, I don't want to put up the tree again, and I don't want to do those things again. But if we pace our lives, if we make time for things that really matter, if we embrace our families, 
and are the mom that cares about what's going on in each child's life. We make time for the important things. We help our children make time for the important things. We don't spend too much time in the catalogs looking for things we can't afford. We make Christmas the kind of event that offers good stewardships and helps children understand that mamas and papas don't get themselves in debt Remember that Federation, Sales Federation statistic that we're still paying Christmas off in June of next year? Don't let that happen this year because there's some ad or some child or some friend who says you've got to have this and it's going to put you in hock. These are all the things that are a part of Christmas. But I hope today I've encouraged you with some words to remember that God's love and his love poured through you and that you are the best mom ever for your children. I remember saying to my very own daughter, you're stuck with me. I didn't ask for you to be my kid, and you didn't ask for me to be your mom. God did that. That was God's ultimate plan. And you moms, you remember that. Make your children understand that they are gifts from God to you, and you are a gift from God to them blessings at Christmas. Remember the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of being grateful for being a mom. Mm -hmm.